Welcome to Previously on X-Men. Oh, <laughs> Wait a second. Oh, Kendra. That's Which our, podcast is this? That's the podcast our spouses host. No. <laughs> hey, all you nostalgic newlyweds. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. That's, Though sometimes we yeah. talk X-Men. We do. Sometimes. Everyone, yeah, remember that Generation X fiasco that we were involved in? Yeah. That was <laughs> yeah, that was an experience. Anyway, one of us on this show is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles, and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. Oh, I'm Nick Gunning, and I've seen them all. And I'll tell you, this episode, I remember beat for beat. I could have done a stage version of this, a <laughs> one-man show, just me. <laughs> could you have made it into a musical as well, a musical one-man I'm, show? I'm working on that for our Patreon. So Yes, excellent. Yeah, like and subscribe. <laughs> our show is brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include This Endorian Life, 90s Music Got Me Like, and of course, previously on X-Men. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter and Facebook at Here We Go Pod. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. I like how you mix that up and you said Twitter and Facebook rather than Facebook yeah. or Twitter. I like that. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> it was it was totally on purpose. Our Facebook page, God bless it. It's just <laughs> tumbleweeds over there we have a good yeah. time on twitter but facebook we're, we're keeping it up in case your grandma's listening you know she yeah can, just in case she can go uh comment your on grandma facebook. might be into 90210 honestly yeah that makes sense it was a long time ago it's a long time ago uh anyway well what are we talking about today season six episode 10 one wedding and a funeral yes as i predicted yes <laughs> kind of did. sort a of a little bit a little bit yeah a little bit you a little did. bit all right, let's crack open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards, professional ethics. The weak need not apply. This episode aired on November 8th, 1995. One birthday to mention, November 8th, Jessica Loundis, who plays Adriana in the CW years, turns seven. Cutesy. Couple of movies on November, both came out on November 10th. Yeah. The first one is H. Ventura, When Nature Calls. Uh, fun fact, I saw this one first huh. <laughs> before the first one. Okay, I mean, it's not a lot of connecting. I mean, other than it's Ace Ventura, not a lot of storyline crosses over. Yeah, that's true. But I, I feel like I, I quote this one all the time. I agree. Like, you know, I, I think maybe it's not cool to say, but I do feel like this one is funnier. Like the other one has the originality. It's also, mm-hmm. this one's also a little less problematic than the first one. <laughs> yeah, too. a little. So. Nowadays, yeah. <laughs> The part where the guy is like standing on the pole and he's like, he's good. With my help, he could be the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Pretty good. Also on November 10th, Carrington with Emma Thompson and Jonathan Price. Boy, these two movies, when I think of one, I instantly think of the other. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Never heard what a Carrington. double, what a double feature that would make. <laughs> TV, November 11th, The Little Lulu Show, an animated series based on Marjorie Henderson's Buell's Comics debuted on HBO. The series aired from 1995 to 1999. I don't care about Little Lulu. I don't normally think of HBO when I think of children's shows. No, no. I, I mean, I have a lot of fondness for old school comics, but Little Lulu is not a comic strip that I ever read, and I don't think I ever watched this show. Don't care. Fair not. November 13th, The City, a spinoff slash continuation of the long-running ABC soap, Loving. Yeah, so Loving, I guess, aired its finale this week as well. And I was looking into this a little bit because it's kind of a weird story. I don't feel like this happens a ton, but it's like Loving had this big catastrophic, like climactic finish. And the characters who like survived or went on, they were like, let's make a new show called The City. And it just kind of took over the time slot and kept rolling, so... Kind of a weird, yeah. Music, November 8th, that's, is that stripped or striped? Stripped. That's what I thought. Stripped, a live album from the Rolling Stones taken from the 1995 tour, uh, which, of course, the 90210 gang attended, as we know. Yeah, Ray and Donna worked it. November 14th, Welcome to the Neighborhood by Meatloaf came out, and it was certified platinum in the U.S. and the U.K. Feelings on Meatloaf, Kendra? I like Meatloaf. Yeah. I know the popular songs. Sure. I don't know any deep cuts. Sure. 
Bad Out of Hell is a great album. I mean, I, I know that's not, that's not turning any new ground here, but like it really is. If you go, I feel like it's become sort of like, yeah, Meatloaf, two out of three ain't bad, whatever. But like as a listening experience, the whole album just flows really well. So if you haven't heard it, go for it. And November 14th, Your Little Secret by Melissa Etheridge. Um, peaked at number six on the Billboard charts, making it her most successful album to date. Okay. Not bad. No, not bad. It's pretty good. I'd take a number six spot on the Billboard charts. Heck yes. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. Well, after her run as Ivy in the CW version of 90210, Jillian Zinzer filmed a cameo in Oliver Stone's movie Savages. In that, she's just credited as Beach Girl, and she's like, uh, you know, uh, I can't think of the word. What is the word where you... <laughs> You're like right surfing. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. Wow. Okay. wow. <laughs> anyway, she's surfing in that, which was the thing that Ivy Ivy was a surfer in 90210. So maybe, maybe, maybe interconnected universe. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> Oliver Stone's always up for a good conspiracy. So let's say this is a 90210 conspiracy in which Ivy crosses over. Yes, absolutely. All right, let's look at our synopsis for one wedding and a funeral. It's the big day when Tony and Dylan are set to tie the knot. The gals kidnap Tony for a bachelorette party while the fellas grab Dylan. The impromptu parties, however, throw off Tony Sr.'s plans to have Dylan murdered. Oh, shucks. <laughs> Tony decides to skip the wedding, but calls the newlyweds the next day and asks Dylan to come over to make amends. Tragedy strikes when Tony goes in his place. Yowza. Yowza, indeed. Who's living in Beverly Hills? Today's episode was written by Steve Wasserman, and that's interesting because it's always Steve Wasserman and Jessica Klein. But this one is just credited to Steve Wasserman, so maybe he was like, I gotta ditch this dead weight that is Jessica Klein. Maybe no, I don't she know. was just like sick yeah, or maybe, under yeah, the weather that yeah, week. Maybe, maybe. Who knows? Directed by James Whitmore Jr. Kendra. Kendra. What? I, hate, I hate to say this, but. This is the final traditional series regular appearance. No, it's not. Of Luke Perry as Dylan McKay. No, it's not. I've been sitting on this for so long, Kendra, and I just knew it would break your but heart. But he's in pictures later on in the series. I don't know what to tell you, Kendra. There's well, lots of sad. there's reunions and things filmed. I'm not sure what you're looking at. I'm not saying never say never, as you know. If you go, I'm saying if you go on Hulu. Yeah. The picture that's there yeah. is from a later season, and he's in it, okay. like the cast picture. Okay, lame. Uh, yes, I will say that 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 the cast picture you're talking about is an amalgam of individual shots put together. But you know, I don't, <laughs> okay. I don't comment, Kendra. I'm just saying. For right I now, I'm very, I'm very sad right I now. I know it's weird, and you know he has kind of been almost in his own little spinoff this whole season. You know what I mean? So it's not like... It's For his... a while, I'd say. It's true, yeah. Has. So it's not really going to affect the overall story, but boy, that's that's a tough loss. A mid-season, a mid-season... exit. Yeah, I know. Yeah, 10 episodes. Yeah. Hmm. All right. I know. Crazy, crazy. Uh, this is also the final appearance of really the whole like Marchette contingent. So we're not going to see Stanley Camel as Tony Sr. Not going to see Rebecca Gayhart as Tony Marchette. I'm uh, not going to see Cliff Wiseman as Bruno and so long Leslie A. Jones as Ronnie. Ronnie. Final appearance of David St. James as one of the, no, sorry, this is just his only appearance. So it's true. It's his one <laughs> and only appearance as the hitman. He would show up on Melrose Place the following year, best known for his roles on The West Wing and iCarly. For some reason, he had a Bing Crosby, like old school pipe in this, I guess, just to have a little <laughs> Yeah, I know. A I little noticed flavor, his pipe. Which I feel like if you are a professional hitman, ideally you do not want to stand out. And yeah. I think smoking a pipe from 1954 in the probably. middle of the hot California sun probably would, people would remember. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Christopher, You're not a hitman, so you don't know. <laughs> I'm not a hitman, nor am I a pipe smoker. So maybe, <laughs> you know. Christopher Dermick is here as Hitman 2. He previously worked on Models, Inc. And he had roles on Knott's Landing and Santa Barbara. Michael Boschever as the minister, the one who marries them. Uh, he, was on, he was on Kate and Allie as several Star Trek roles. Uh, he had recurring roles on Private Practice, Scandal, and Barry. Yeah, I recognized him. Oh, you did? Okay. Mm -hmm. And we had David Q. Combs as the funeral minister. I like that they had two different ones. That's a quick, yeah. you know, that's a quick turnaround, I think, to have the same guy do both. But he yeah. was on Jake and the Fat Man, Diagnosis Murder, and Jag. 
All right. Well, with a heavy heart, let's let's did, get into did it. Did you know? Did you know it all? Did you have any hints that this was no? Luke Perry I'm was, sh- I'm okay. shocked right now. You've you've shocked me. I mean, like I figured he'll oh he'll be gone for like a few episodes, like he did when he lost all his money. He was gone for a bit, and then he yeah. came back. I did not know that this was his goodbye. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. So we start at the wedding dress door. Kelly and Donna are talking while Tony's picking up her dress and Kelly's saying that she's actually feeling relieved that Dylan is getting married. Yeah. You know, she feels like he's going to be taken care of. She doesn't mm-hmm. have to worry about him mm-hmm. anymore. I liked in the scene that they acknowledged that it was super weird that Kelly and Donna were the one wedding dress shopping yeah. with her. Because yeah. nor- normally, I feel like in shows, they don't do that. It's like, we need these characters to be together, and so they are. But them having some dialogue about how she's as lonely as he is, it's like, look, we're her closest friends, and we've known her a month. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just felt like it was a good and they bit both, of... they both like her. They both like her. True. On. Everybody, they yeah, like everybody her. does, yeah. And so Tony gets her dress, and she says, you know, sorry that you can't come to the actual wedding. Dylan wants it to just be, you know, the three of us or whatever. Yeah. But everyone's coming to the reception yeah. afterwards. See, I kind of like that, too, because having the actual ceremony only be Dylan and Tony and a witness kind of explains why the Walshes or, like, Erica and Iris aren't there because, yeah. you know. So I like that little bit of a little housekeeping there, too. Okay, then we go to Tony Sr.'s office where Ronnie comes in and says everything is uh, set, boss. boss. We're going we're gonna to kill him. It's going to... We're going to ice look- him, boss. <laughs> It's going to look like a robbery, so Tony Jr. needs to be out of the house by 5.30 so yeah. they can come in, yeah. make it look like a robbery, kill him. Look, when, Why not? when you're currently planning a murder, I think it's you know maybe a little unfair of me to assume that logic is involved. But when it's an open fact that you've murdered Dylan's father, for Dylan to also die in a weird murder is just a bad plan. You know what I mean? He he doesn't seem I mean there's like they're calling his actual phone yeah. like phone records are going to show yeah. that he did this. I I don't know. It's it really seems bizarre. like he's not thinking clearly. I, you you got to at least make it seem like a drowning or some like crazy accident but to be like no he was murdered just like with his a father. Gun. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Crazy. Uh, I know his father wasn't murdered with a gun but anyway. Yeah. Um so did you notice this like tracking shot as Ronnie walks into the room? It was like over his shoulder and it was full shaky cam oh. as he's walking towards Tony Sr. No, it was I didn't. just they don't normally do shots no, that like is, that. That's it was unusual. it stood out to me. Hmm. Okay, so then we have the intro. After the intro, we see the hitmen going to this abandoned garage thing that has their car in it there's some guns in the trunk we really gotta put his pipe down to get the gun and he's like putting a silencer on the gun and i'm like again he's getting they're robbing him with With a a silencer silencer. yeah like you can tell when someone's been shot with a gun that had a silencer on it and this is from somebody who binge watched criminal minds so kendra i binge watch all the murder things she does yeah (laughs) At Dylan's house, the gang has come to kidnap both Tony and Dylan. It's a kidnapping. So Valerie and is it Kelly who's there? Claire or is it Claire? Claire is also there. Yeah. Claire, I think it's just Claire and Valerie come to kidnap Tony. Mm. And the guys take Dylan. They all hop in the convertible. And as they're driving away, the hitmen pull up and yeah. they're like, oh, well... Yes, we can't murder him right now, can we? We were going to murder that kid in broad daylight with a silenced pistol after his father called. Oh. At the Walsh house. Sorry, hold on, hold on, hold on. They're also driving like uh, this vintage blue like muscle car. I'm like, my guys, what are you doing? Not inconspicuous at all. No, so you're going to rob this. The plan is that you're going to make it look like a robbery in the middle of the day driving like the most exotic muscle car while smoking a pipe. After he just got off the phone with Tony Sr. With a silenced pistol. With a silenced pistol. Yeah, geez. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So the guys go to the Walsh house where they are doing a toast. And they give iced tea to Dylan. And they make kind of a big deal out of it. I guess I... 
I guess I didn't realize he was off alcohol. Like, yeah, I knew he was off drugs. I just, I didn't know the alcohol. Like, Brandon's drinking. I feel like Brandon has right. had a harder yeah. time with alcohol. Brand, than... Brandon is drinking and gambling. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> That's not, yeah. Re- not really how addiction works, but yeah, go ahead. So Steve gives a toast and says, you know, this is the happiest he's ever seen Dylan. And, you know, <laughs> it's kind of a slight to Kelly and Brenda, Brenda but yeah. whatever. And uh, they're, you know, very happy for him. Cheers. So then they go to the other room where they're going to play poker. I guess that's their plan for the night. And Steve is talking about he was going to get strippers, but Brandon exnayed that idea. Yeah. They are not doing strippers. And Dylan's like, well, good. I'm glad. And then they're like, I wonder what the girls are doing. And Steve's like, I bet they're... What does he say? Like sewing a yeah, blanket or something. something. Like I don't know that, what yeah. he says. Yeah. But then it's like a hard cut to Kelly Donna Claire's where they have strippers on yeah. the table right. dancing. The Maybe the tamest strippers I've ever seen. They're wearing like yeah. full on golden basketball shorts, you know, <laughs> like. Yeah. I wonder how much they could really show, you know. Oh, I, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, they I, show girls in full bikinis. I think they so. could have gotten away with at least like, you know, like Speedos or something. But yeah, it's yeah. the gold. This is another weird. Oh, Valerie had to go. Speaking of the gold butts we see, there, there's like a panning shot. And it's like when we're on gold butt, somebody's like, oh, too bad Valerie had to go back to work. And Kelly's like, well, she handpicked the strippers themselves. And then it gets off them. And so there's like this weird ADR about Valerie being gone. Yes. And I didn't. I guess as I was watching, I didn't really pick up on it until we see her at the end of the episode. And I was like, oh, she hasn't been here this whole time. Yeah. A very Valerie light episode. I know. Yeah. Weird. They really, I, I, they really dropped the ball. I think with the whole Dylan Valerie situation, because there was a moment where that was like really working and really interesting. And then it was just kind of like, nothing and then it was kind of like oh maybe we'll start again then nothing and then like we're totally fine with each other yeah and for her to not be a part of this at all is just weird i don't it's it weird. is it is so they're well they're having a blast you know they're smoking cigars um kelly brings up donna's mom at one point and donna's like don't bring up my mom we're having fun yeah Donna actually was kind of fun in this scene. She was funny yeah. and like loose. I have to bring up Donna's hair oh. in this episode in particular. She, the way she has it parted yeah. was very 2000s for oh. me. Because in the 2000s, people may remember, you could buy these things yeah. that it was like a like a stencil that you put on your head. And then you would like part your oh. hair into fun patterns. Uh-huh. And so we used to part our hair in like zigzags yeah. and squares and all sorts of what. And her hair is parted in like big squares. That's I don't true. know. It just made me laugh. No, you're right. That does seem a little bit beyond the 90s. Yeah. Huh. All right. She's a trendsetter. That Tori Spelling. Yes. <laughs> okay. Then we go to Tony Seniors, where they have called to tell him that there's a problem. He's gone with his friends. Yeah. So we can't. Murder can't him. murder him. Can't murder him right now. And he says, well, you know, just take care of it. Great. It's a great Br- plan. It's a great plan. <laughs> Bruno then comes in to say, Tony's not coming over because her friends surprised her with a bachelorette party. Yeah. He also asks if he can drive her to the wedding tomorrow. And he's very excited. He's like, our little girl is getting... <laughs> I know. He's getting married. Yep. And Tony's just giving him nothing. Yep. He's like, yeah, it's really great. I'm super, I'm super thrilled. At the Walsh house, Dylan and Brandon are now playing whatever oh, they're playing. Uh, gin. gin. They're playing gin rummy. Yeah. Just the two of them. And Brandon's like, I'm so happy for you. But like, what about her dad? You're just going to like live question. with this yeah, a good for question. A, forever. And they settle on, they just, they hope he dies young. Right. Classic. And then we get this very sweet moment where Dylan tells Brandon he's the best friend he's ever had. Yeah. And he thanks him for being his best friend. Brandon doesn't reciprocate. Yeah. 
There's a few instances <laughs> of that in this situation. Brandon says something about Tony being worth it. Is that now or later? I can't tell from my notes. Uh, I'm not sure. I did not write that down. Okay, well, let me just tell you then. There's, okay. there's, a, there's a point in the episode, I feel like it's around now, where he says something about he's never met a girl more worth it than Tony. I think it is in this scene. And I'm just I like, think you're right. What? I know. They they've all come around on her very fast just without having like spent much time with the her. The single greatest person in the world. And I just thought that was a really it's not like she brings out a different side of you or like you guys are really clicking. It's like Tony as an individual is the gold standard for love, period. Yeah. I was a yeah. very un I mean, obviously they're teeing up tragedy, but it's just a really strong, strong sentiment from Brandon here. Back at Kelly Donna Claire's, the, the strippers are gone, but everyone else is going to stay the night. And as they're getting ready for bed, the doorbell rings. And of course, Ray is there to talk Ugh, with Donna. Great. Yeah. Claire tries to tell him he's not welcome here, but Donna talks to him anyway. He says he's been going to therapy twice a week. He really misses her. He he says, I miss your friends, which she calls him <laughs> out on. She's like, really? You miss my friends that yeah, you hate. Right. <laughs> he says, I was selfish, but I don't deserve this. I don't deserve to be cut out like this. Yeah. And I, I say he does. I agree. His parting line is great. He's like, either talk to me or I'll make your life miserable. Like, wow, you've really changed. You've really changed. Again, restraining order restraining at this order. point. Yeah. And again, to like the writing and production standpoint, what in the F are you doing with this character? What are you oh, doing? He's still in the main he's, credits. He's <laughs> in cast member. And he's just like every episode, he's just like burning bridges and showing up to just be awful. And I'm like, why? What was he's ever like your full plan? like serial killer stalker at this I point. I don't get it. No. So he's like John Turturro in the <laughs> secret window. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's oh such a good gosh. movie. So then Tony and Kelly have a nice little scene where Tony says, you know, Dylan and I are the same. We really don't have much yeah. family. And Kelly says, well, you're marrying Dylan. You know, we are your family now. Yeah. And she also, tells Tony she, she that Dylan told her or Brandon, Brandon. told her somebody told her yes Brandon that was Brandon told her about the whole father killing father but this is a situation. crazy thing to have had first of all first of all Brandon and Kelly are not really on like let's have a private conversation terms at this point so that makes mm -hmm. no sense and for Kelly to just be like oh by the way Brandon told me that your father murdered Jack McKay is such a weird thing for her to drop at this point. I don't understand yeah. that at all. I don't. I, like, yeah. Why does Kelly need to know? I, I, I feel like it would make more sense if they had said Dylan had told her. Yes. Yeah. I or don't know. Maybe have that scene. Like I feel like we're missing a scene with Dylan and Kelly. The only one we really mm. get is the one when the engagement drops. But yeah, I thought that was really bizarre. So she says, "I'm going to give you some advice, which is just get away as far away from here as yeah. you can." Yeah she's like i'm gonna do it and then they have a nice hug they do so next scene morning of the wedding at kelly donna claire's tony is reading the girls the inscription from her mother in this bible oh yeah that's like you know my mother used this bible and now it's your turn to use this bible yeah so they give her something new something old and something borrowed yeah the the something new is flowers which seems lame like her wedding bouquet donna's like yeah. this is from all of us and i'm like all of you got together and bought her a wedding bouquet of fresh flowers and that's your something new that, yeah I that's your know. something new that doesn't make any sense oh so the bible is something is the something old yeah the flowers are the something new something borrowed donna gives her a pearl necklace of hers from her uh, first to wear communion I think. from her first communion okay yes so she's going to borrow that. And then Kelly gives her a garter yeah. to wear. Yep. That's blue. Yes. At Dylan's house, Brandon comes in with a few telegrams from yeah. a few Walshes. From 1897, these telegrams just came in. <laughs> Telegram for Dylan Walsh. Oh, the Walshes. Stop. Say happy wedding. Stop. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> the first one is from Jim and Cindy, and they're saying, you know, we couldn't be more proud. Sorry we couldn't be there. We can't wait to meet your new bride. Yeah. That they kind say, of thing. I mean, the only thing they say that's close to tender is like, we couldn't be more proud if if our own children were getting married. Yes. Kind of saying, we think of you in that thing, but still kind yeah. of a lackluster, I felt like, but. Dylan says, well, they're just glad I'm not marrying Brenda. Hey-o. Speaking of Brenda, also, we get a telegram from Brenda. From jolly old that, England. Don't forget. Yes. Yes. Jolly old England. She says something like, you know, mm. she must be something to get a ring on your finger. And I guess this settles the Brenda Kelly argument once and for all. Yeah. Which seems like a weird thing for her to say. But. Well, you know, I honestly was a little I felt like the telegram does feel like it's in Brenda's voice. So it is weird, <laughs> but it feels like something Brenda would say. Did you you not yeah. think so? No, no, no. Okay. I, I agree. And he thanks Brandon for telling her he didn't think he could do that. He didn't I, he couldn't have that conversation and with And I really liked that too because, you know, as Brenda left, they were embarking on, you know, Dylan Brenda two point and then she's gone mm-hmm. forever. And obviously with no Shannon Doherty, we can't really resolve that. So I felt like that was kind of a necessary line of dialogue for me that he still is having this intense feeling towards Brenda and he couldn't bring himself to tell her that he was marrying somebody else. I just like that. And I felt like it was a necessary little button to have on that relationship, which basically defined the show for the first three seasons, you know? Yeah, I agree. Back at Kelly Donna Claire's Tony senior has come up to pick up Tony (laughs) and Kelly is cold as ice. And I love it. Yeah, she is. So he sits Tony down and is basically like, please don't do this. Please don't go through yeah. with this wedding. I want you not to do it. And she says, you know, it's not up to you. Yeah. Why are you being this way? And he says, this marriage was made in hell and I will not watch you go through with it. <laughs> I mean, he's not and she totally says, wrong. you've made your hell. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I guess what this episode has demonstrated to me more than anything, I feel like, is that Tony Sr. is just a hot mess. Yeah, you know? he really is. Because the die is cast at this point. You know what I mean? So, like, let them mm-hmm. get married and then poison the well. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's obviously what you got to do in this situation. Let the thing happen. And then, mm-hmm. you know. But what, what do I know? So he leaves and Tony goes outside to to be sad and then bruno comes in and says i tried to talk to him and they have a a cry hug and he says i'm going to walk you down the aisle yep so then we go to where the wedding is and it's kind of this it's like on the water it's like kind of a cliff ish like like it's covered but it's like a cliff looking over the water and the only people who are there are the minister and dylan and brandon and Tony's running late, but then we see her walk up with Bruno, and a string quartet is also there. So they start playing mm-hmm. as as she walks up, and they do their vows. And Dylan says, "You know that my whole life, I feel like I, you know, people have been saying I've been running from something, but I feel like I've been running towards you." And Aww. she says, "You don't have to run anymore. I'm going to be with you forever." <laughs> She says, she says for the rest of your life. And I'm like, close. <laughs> the, rest yeah. of, the rest of your life for shiz. Um, I, I feel like his vows were kind of well thought out. And hers were going to be like, oh, oh, I love you too. Oh, the rings. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So I now pronounce you man and wife. They're married. Kisses. Huzzah. Yeah, it happened. You didn't think they were going to get married, Kendall. I didn't. You're so but... stupid. <laughs> So then we go to the reception, which is also outside. Yes. And we get a toast from Brandon where he thanks them for letting him be a part of the wedding and, um, you know, says, uh, you're a little crazy for marrying him kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then Nat wants to cut the cake, but Dylan takes Tony aside and asks, you know, what happened with your dad? Why didn't he come? And... She says, you know, he told me not to marry you, but I wanted to marry you. So again, so stupid, so stupid. You just you're right on the cusp of this thing happening, Tony. Come on. Not that I want him to succeed, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Yep. 
So they're they're super happy. The next scene is they go back to Dylan's place that evening, and there's a note on the door from their friends saying, like, you know, happy wedding, happy life together. Yeah. So when they walk in, there's candles and the fireplace is lit and yeah. very romantic. Music is playing, and they, they're like, oh, we haven't gotten a chance to dance. So they dance and kiss. Very yes. romantic. The song they're supposed to dance to is Nobody Knows Me. Uh, by Lyle Lovett, which is a very nice song. The song they dance to here is like, love and heartbreak sometimes happen simultaneously, romance. And it's so bad. And when they call back to it later, it's even worse. Here are a few of my thoughts on the wedding, Kendra. Are you ready? Yes. First of all, Dylan's middle name is Michael. What? That's not good. Dylan Michael? Dylan Michael. Dylan Michael. Oh, Dylan Michael McKay. Her name is Antonia Elizabeth Marchette. That's okay. Both of those are basic, yeah. I feel like. But Dylan Michael, no. His <laughs> his middle name needs to be like Thunder or something like that. Yeah. I just don't buy I just don't buy Michael. Uh Tony's an awful kisser, worse than Brandon, but the exact opposite. You know Like she she doesn't open her mouth enough. Is Not that what at you all. Mean? Yes. Brandon kisses <laughs> like he's a feed bag on a horse. And and Tony kisses like her lips are not functional. Like they are just <laughs> paper thin and she's yeah. just like press against your face. Horrible. Yeah. All the kissing in this episode, just terrible. Just like she's <laughs> never kissed a person before. Uh, also the card says happy twice. It says, Does to, it? it says to the happy couple wishing you all the happiness. Not good. Oh, that's not well written. Not good at all. No, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And the song is awful. That's that's so now you're up to speed on my feelings. Thank you. Yep. Those were very important. Thank you. At the Walsh house, Brandon and Susan. Susan's been there this whole time, by right. the way. She was at the bachelorette yes. party. And that was, yeah, I feel like Valerie was gone. And then in one shot, Susan was just there. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I was like, right. Susan's part of the gang now, I guess. Colin is a no, though. Colin was not at anything, right? But Kelly sees- He was at the reception. He was at the he reception? He was at the reception. Okay. okay. Yeah. And Joe also. Joe was also Joe at was the there. reception. Okay, yeah. Yes. Just keeping track of our extras for this. Yes. <laughs> So Brandon and Susan are talking and <clears throat> Brandon's saying, you know, he's feeling kind of lonely because yeah. one by one, all of his people have moved away. That's a fact of life. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he he's, yeah. So he's feeling a little bit lonely, but, I like but he has Susan. He has so. Susan. She's going to stick around for a while. He says my sister and then like my parents just out of the blue. And he's like Andrea Zuckerman. So we got a nice Andrea shout out. Mm-hmm. And now Dylan. Yeah. And that really is Brandon's like inner circle. I mean, he's still got Steve, but that's like kind of it from yeah. day one, you know. Mm-hmm. Donna apparently caught the bouquet. Yeah. So, and then she's talking with Joe, and we learned we learned that Joe almost got engaged to yeah. a girl before, yeah. but then she, the girl just changed. She started like you know hanging with a different crowd, yeah. and he wasn't into the way she was acting. Right, because so. Joe is wholesome. I don't know if that's coming yes. across to you, Kendra, but Joe Joe is wholesome. Yep. He's he's a living yep. pot roast. He just is all <laughs> things comfortable and nice. Yeah. And that's not bad. That's true. Well, I mean, Ray is basically like ranch corn nuts and spilled beer. So yeah. I guess, you know. I would take pot roast over Yeah, I'd take a pot roast. Here we get a little Colin Kelly scene where Colin is asking her you know, how are you doing watching your ex-boyfriend get married? Yeah. And she says, I'm really happy for them. Yeah. Pretty, pretty. <clears throat> I feel good. I've got you, babe. Pretty sensitive of, uh, of Colin, you know? Yeah. He's uh he's a former hooker with a heart of gold. <laughs> yeah. He really is. The best, the best one. Yeah. All right. Can so I, the next, can I just ask you quickly, are Dylan and Tony moving? Cause there's not a box in the house. They're supposedly moving. My understanding was that they were, they were going to like Hawaii yeah. today, and there are still like pictures on the wall. Yeah. So, is there a well, moving? Is there maybe a moving they're going to go and get someone to pack up the house and That's send true. them their stuff? That's true. Maybe, maybe. So, Dylan and Tony wake up the next day, and they have slept through most of the day. Tony says, you know, it's 4 06 in the afternoon at this point, and it's raining and thundering yeah. outside. The doorbell rings, and it's Steve and Nat dressed in tuxedos, tuxedos and Do- with a fancy, you know, fancy dinner plates, mm-hmm. bringing them a meal. All silver. Uh, French accents. Don't forget. Oh, yes. Of don't course. forget those French accents, please. Can't forget it. 
So they they leave them with this nice meal, but then the phone rings and it is Tony Sr. Dylan tries to hang up on him. He doesn't want to he's like, he's, we're done. Yeah. yeah. He's like I, he's, Tony's like, I made a mistake yesterday, kid. He keeps calling him kid. He does, he's yeah. Like, so let's come come. I have a secret surprise. <laughs> I've I've got yeah. a special <laughs> special present for you, mister kid no not even for him the pre- the surprise is for tony right but he wants dylan to come down to his office to to talk with him so dylan doesn't want to do it but then tony is like he's trying can you just go and see what he wants yeah yeah in my in my experience uh families usually change <laughs> yeah <laughs> the dynamic changes for something healthier wouldn't you think so she should assume that suddenly tony's a nice guy yeah that's how it works. So Bruno Bruno walks or is in the room when this phone call is taking place and he's like, you know, that's great, boss. Good I think you. it's great that you're gonna that Good you're gonna you, bury the hatchet. And so then he goes outside because Ronnie then comes in. So they ask Bruno to leave. Bruno goes and sits outside of the room and Ronnie says, you know, it's done. We're 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 ready to go to kill him yeah. again. So as Ronnie's leaving Bruno's like, isn't that great that we're all just going to be friends? Yeah, maybe and maybe he'll give him a job. Maybe Tony. Maybe he'll give him a job. job. And Ronnie says, if he makes it alive, yeah, maybe he'll maybe, give him maybe. a job. Maybe. So now Bruno is like, uh oh, he's going to try and kill Dylan. Yeah. So he immediately calls Dylan's house, but Tony has left the phone off the hook, so they won't be disturbed. And then Bruno proceeds to just sit on his hands. For the next yeah. however long. However long. Yeah. He's not supposed... It's. They said it was four in the afternoon. Yeah. He was going to meet him in his office at, at six. six. Yeah. Two whole hours Two to hours get down there. A Bruno and just be there like, being like, go. oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just keeps trying to call. If you're wondering if it's your fault, Bruno. A little bit. It is. A little, a little bit. bit. Yeah. A little bit. So back at Dylan's, they're talking about, you know, they can't wait to get on the plane and just get out of here. So many bagels. I don't know if you noticed this, but yeah, Steve and lots Matt of brought, bagels. I want to say 15 bagels for two people. <laughs> yeah, Dylan Dylan loves his bagels. I guess. So then they're talking and they realize they haven't seen the cat Trouble. in a while. Trouble. Trouble the cat. Trouble the cat. And Tony is a little worried about her. So Dylan goes outside to see, you know, is she in the rain outside? So later, I don't know how much time has passed, but some time has passed. Bruno is still trying to call. No <laughs> one's answering. Yeah. So finally, he calls the Peach Pit yeah. and gets a hold of Brandon and says, Brandon, Tony put a hit out on Dylan. Yeah. So Brandon then takes off to go to Dylan's house. Yeah. Nobody's calling the cops, by the way. No. Not a single person calling the cops. Nope. Dylan can't find the cat. Tony is... Very upset at this point about the cat. So he says, you go to your dad's office, get this surprise from him. I will continue to look for the cat here. Yes. And he's because like, because Tony wants to take the cat to Hawaii with right, him. Right. And Dylan's like, why don't you take this raincoat with a hood and tuck all of that hair inside of this hood and then drive so my much car. Just tuck it all in. And drive my car in and the dark in the rain. <laughs> and a baseball cap. Yeah. Put on these stick on sideburns as well, if you could. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Tony heads out. Uh, not long after she heads out, Brandon shows up and says, Tony shouldn't have gone. Right. Like, yeah. some, something is up. So they head out to go after Tony. We see Tony driving in the rain. It's very dark, very rainy. And a car pulls up behind her and in front of her, making her stop. And the hitman shoots her through the, the windshield, what, like seven, seven times? Seven. I counted it. Yeah. I'm like, you are a bad hitman. I mean, for all the <laughs> reasons that we've said before, but you just shot this seven times. That's so much. It's a lot. It's a lot. I was like, it kept going. And I was like, oh, my goodness. She's dead. You we did it. You <laughs> did it. Stop. Mission accomplished. And then he, so the the hitman who shot her peels out and drives away but the one who was in the car behind her stays yeah and you know right after it happens dylan and brandon pull up and the hitman gets out of the car and is like i don't know what happened it was crazy yeah and dylan goes to the car sees tony's dead he pulls her out of the car and he's like screaming and crying yeah 
great, great acting here. And this, yeah. honestly, everything he says, the way he says it, is something that I like have remembered since mm-hmm. 1995. Truly, yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's a heart wrenching scene. Really I mean, I knew is. it was coming. It really I knew is. that Tony was going to die. I just knew it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was definitely. I'm, I mean, I'm going to say this is the most. I don't know, shocking, the most violent death. I mean, obviously the ones that you'd compare it to, I think would be Scott, you know, but that's, yeah. that's tragic in a different way. And then Josh Richland stepping in front of the truck is another one that was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, but something about this one just feels kind of next level for, for yeah. an occurrence. And, and of course, Jack McKay, but I feel like this one is just a little next level, you know, because yeah. I, it's the only time you see a body, first of all. Mm hmm. Yes, and, you do. Yeah. A bloody, a bloody uh, yeah. body. Yeah, it really was. It was something that we up to this point have never seen on the show. I think that coupled with Dylan's reaction, just, yeah, it's a, it's a, it was a big lot. moment. It really is. Mm-hmm. The next day, or, you know, maybe not the next day, they're getting ready for the funeral. And Brandon and Dylan are at Dylan's house. And Dylan doesn't want to talk to the police about I it. I don't get this. At all. I don't get it either. Brandon doesn't get it either. Yeah. He's like, I don't understand why you're not going to the police. Yeah. We know who who did yeah. this. Yeah, Brandon even says, like, your dad and now your wife? And you're just going to, mm-hmm. like, what? Let it go. Yeah, let it go? Crazy. At the funeral, everyone is, of course, very sad. The whole gang is there. Um, Claire is crying. Yeah. Many people are crying. Valerie's back, I believe, at this point. Valerie's right? back, yeah. yeah. As the casket's being lowered down, the the pastor is saying Psalm Psalm twenty three twenty three. It is yeah. The Lord is my shepherd. Weird. It's a weird choice for a funeral. I don't really think that fits, but it is. Yeah. Dylan then you know throws a handful of dirt uh, down onto the coffin, and he tells Brandon, you know, get everybody else out of here because I have some unfinished business. And Tony Sr. like walks off into the cemetery yeah. and Dylan follows him. And Tony Sr., they, they have like a standoff and mm-hmm. he says, if if it wasn't for you, I'd still have her. Mm-hmm. Not taking any responsibility no, for, no, none for what he did. None at all. And then he gives Dylan a gun and he says, you know, I have nothing to live for. Just just kill me. Y- you'll be doing both you and I a favor. And Dylan thinks about it. He cocks the cocks the gun. But then he says, my father is gone. Your daughter is gone. We're even now. Which the killing is done. Even 12-year-old me in 1995 were like, not by my count, because he killed your dad <laughs> and your wife. Yeah, and you've he done killed two of... Yeah. Nothing. You've done <laughs> nothing to this man, and he's killed the two most important people in your life. So you're not mm-hmm. even... Yeah. You now owe him more <laughs> revenge. You now <laughs> double you the revenge yeah. that you owe him. Yeah. So I don't get that. I don't I don't get it. I don't get it from a story standpoint either. Yeah. Next scene is Dylan is at his house and he's packing up a bag, getting ready to leave. And he sees Tony's wedding dress hanging uh by the window, his stained glass window, and he, you know, sadly hugs the dress and then he hears the cat meowing and yay he found the cat who was outside i guess but um he like picks up the cat he like sits on the ground and picks up the cat and that that cat did not want to be held he didn't want to be there no he didn't he he didn't. not at all he was like but... Is the lady around cuz you're not i don't like you so much but her but Luke Perry keeps going with the scene, he and does. it is it is sad. He I does. mean, he's just oh, like oh, yeah, sitting yeah, yeah. there crying. His his acting is so good in and that it, scene. And watching it, unless you're watching it somehow from a VHS tape or something, you're hearing that schmoopy doop uh, mm-hmm. music replacement, and it really kind of kills the scene. Mm. The real music yeah. is good. <laughs> At the Peach Pit, everyone is just sad. They're yeah. just sitting around being sad and. Wondering, you know, what's Dylan going to do now? And they all are like, well, he's he's probably leaving. Like, yeah. why would he stay? <laughs> it's It would be too hard for him to stay. And they say, we're all going to miss him. The last scene is Brandon comes over to Dylan's house and catches him as he's about to get on his motorcycle. And he says, you know, 
maybe I'll be back someday, is what he says. And they have a see you around kid kind of yeah, it's not I, I remember that being really poignant too and i was a little i watched it a few times because i was like am i missing something i wanted them to hug i wanted them or to hug too. or something they just kind of shake hands and they're like well see ya it's not like i love you man no kinda, it's not you know and, and i think there's a level to which that's understood but i think because of the sort of like season long estrangement and that it's only really with the tony thing have they even had scenes together that it just feels like it needs a little more. And a lot of it is, I don't know if it's Jason Priestley's acting choices or just the script and direction that he's given, but it's just kind of like see you around and they have a handshake that lingers, but it's not as satisfying as I wanted it to be. And maybe that's just true to life, but I felt like. I agree, especially knowing now that this was his like goodbye for, for the series, um, at least for, for regular occurrences on the series. I don't think it was. I don't think it was a good goodbye. No, no. I mean, Andrea got this whole big party yeah. thing. and She open you know. mouth kissed every main character. <laughs> yeah. You know? She got to say goodbye to everyone. I mean, yeah. it's it's in Dylan's character to not say True. goodbye to every single person like that. But the his goodbye with Brandon is not as satisfying as I want Especially because it's be. the only one you get. You know, like yeah. we don't have a scene with him and Kelly. Like mm-hmm. it's just Brandon, you know, and it, yeah. Anyway, what what's the verdict? How do you feel about the episode? Well, I wanted to say the the last thing I thought oh, sure, as yeah. he's driving away is he's got the cat strapped to the back of that motorcycle, and I was like, that cat is going to have a bad time gonna, on this yeah, trip. Not that's it's true. It's just like bouncing on yeah. the back Kill of this me. motorcycle. Kill me. Yeah, <laughs> um, there there were things I liked about it. Yeah. Um, it was. I, I was tense the whole time yeah. because I knew that someone was going to get shot or someone was going to die. I just didn't know when it was going to happen. So the whole wedding, I was like on edge yeah. the next morning when they woke up, I was on edge. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it happened later, but it was, it was, I don't know. Like it's, it's a good story, but Tony senior, I feel like he's, sloppy in mm-hmm. the way he goes about things so that's kind of frustrating and then we just talked about this being dylan's goodbye was a little uh not as satisfying as i would have wanted it to be yeah um, yeah so. i mean i can't i can't really disagree i i guess maybe i like the episode more and maybe than you do but maybe it's because of like all the nostalgia that i have associated with it i feel like there's a lot of things about it that are really well constructed like i like for example that they don't they don't do the really like melodramatic and overly done thing of like killing her in the wedding dress you know yeah i like that they the wedding happens the reception happens they have a the night together they wake up like as a married couple in the morning they have breakfast and a nice day together you know i I like that dylan got that and i think that it makes this the sadness of it a little bit more real because you he got a taste of it and it's not even like he got that bit and i think that's a good bit of storytelling i don't i don't know like it's maybe a may- very realistic departure for dylan but i just don't always want that realism in a show like this i want mm-hmm. i want more of a goodbye you know i want yeah. i want more of a like this is it and maybe that means having another episode or something but to have the whole story wrap up and dylan to be gone in one in hindsight feels a little rushed to me so yeah i agree i don't know uh and i'm sorry to say nick this is my goodbye i'm off kendra, the show what, Ke- now kendra <laughs> i'm off the podcast so get, get corbin on the line what's he doing see you around see you around kid okay well <laughs> i'll right. be back someday all right maybe. kid yeah see you around <laughs> see you around maybe lock up the place the podcast for me um i mean we probably share a 90210 snap it has to be the, the yeah. death scene which it is does. uh which is very intense yeah, I mean, I I still I still like the episode even with its flaws, and I think Luke. I Perry's mean, A plus plus for for Luke Perry's yeah. acting. Yeah. in in this episode, I for feel sure. like this is among the most real, raw emotional responses like in television. Yeah, I really think it is. It's just so because it always doesn't even make like the things he says doesn't even make sense. He says like "oh mm-hmm. baby" and like it's just he says like "look what they did to her, Brandon." Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's not a 
it, yeah, it's just, it's almost, it's not nonsensical because you get what he's going through, but it mm-hmm. feels very stream of consciousness that he just yeah. doesn't have words and he's just like spitting out anything that comes. And I think because of that, it adds this level of realism that is just top notch. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Especially because his character is so like, especially in the last couple of seasons, he's been very like toned down. Yeah. I feel like in the way he taught, like yep. even when he's mad, he's like down here talking yep. like this. So for him to have such a big reaction mm-hmm. made it even more because yeah. he doesn't react that and way. And it really sells things. the relationship. Like all the complaints we've had about the relationship. I think in that moment, you really, really buy it. You really mm-hmm. believe it, what his feeling. So yeah. Yeah. Ooh. yeah oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, you're right. The the fact that it is a, a mid-season departure kind of feels like, how do you just have another episode next week? I know. Without distance or anything like that. It it does. It feels weird. It feels weird to go back to like, oh, Donna and Joe. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> oh, I, my goodness. I so we'll we've been, we were talking about it's not on Hulu. Actually, only the first two seasons are on Hulu now because okay. I checked. I was like, it's still here. Just the first two seasons. So I've been watching it on Paramount yeah. now. And as soon as this ended, I went back to the main menu and it started playing a scene from the next episode where Felice is like, I had this secret that I didn't tell everyone. And I was like, oh, my goodness, get out of here. You gotta so be careful. if you're watching it for the first time like me, be warned. Oh, Paramount Plus is right giving okay. spoilers out. Yeah. Wow. But I didn't hear the secret. So. Well, it sounds like Kendra heard a little bit of a snippet from our next episode. We're going to be talking about season six, episode 11, Offensive Interference. So we'll... Offensive uh, Interference. So that's what we will little be... little football, football I guess so. term there. Yeah. So that'll be uh, our show next week. In the meantime, you can catch me every other week on this Endorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. What about you, K-Dog? You can catch me on my other podcast, 90s Music Got Me Like, where each week we talk about a different 90s song. Most recently, we talked about Even Flow by Pearl Jam with hmm. special guest, my brother, Corbin. Hey, I didn't know that. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's the Pearl Jam fan, so we had to bring him on. You had to. Okay, I'm going to give that a listen. I mean, yeah. I, I listened to all of them, so I shouldn't pretend like <laughs> that's going to be the one, but... <laughs> All right. Well, lots of exciting things in our future here in the world of season six of 90210. But until then, 90210, here we go. 